0: Good morning, and welcome to our Sunday morning worship service here in the Bronx region of the New York City Church of Christ, where we are so grateful to have you as our honored guest this morning. My name is Tony King, and this morning I have the honor and the privilege of bringing God's word to us this morning. As we continue on in our Sunday sermon series entitled Finishing Strong, I'll be talking about in the boat with Jesus as we continue to finish strong. Many of us, as we made the decision to follow Jesus, to become disciples, and or even thinking about uh, making that decision, that can be a little scary, that can be a little challenging because we know there's things that we are gonna have to change and give up. And this morning, I wanna talk about what it would be like if we were in the boat with Jesus. Now, as we think of our relationship with God and we think of being in a boat with Jesus, this is probably the picture that comes to mind, right? Man, this boat looks amazing. Look at the blue water around it, palm trees, a pool. It looks very calming and relaxing. In other words, it looks like This is going to be a easy ride. But in all actuality, being in a boat with Jesus would probably look more like this, right? The water looks cold and rough. It looks like there's some hard work involved. It looks like this is very challenging. This doesn't look like the boat that many of us would want to be on. And many of us may even be thinking, hey, I didn't sign up to follow Jesus on a boat like that. I didn't expect my life to be rough and tough and and just challenging. That's not why I became a Christian. But see, being in the boat with Jesus is going to look a lot different than what we envision. And as we dive into God's scriptures today, um, I hope it will encourage and inspire you to be more like Jesus Christ. Amen. My first point this morning is feeling overwhelmed. And if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn over to Mark chapter four. We're going to start in verse thirty five through thirty seven. It reads in verse thirty five. That day when evening came he said to his disciples Let us go over to the other side leaving the crowd behind Jesus took him along just as he was in the boat there were uh, there were also other boats with him a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped Now imagine this this is your first impression of being in the boat with Jesus. And here you guys are in this boat and it says that uh a furious squall just came up out of nowhere. And if you're like me, you're probably wondering, what is a squall? Well, a squall uh, a squall is this is this horrific storm, right? It's a storm that just comes out of nowhere. Um, and it has thunder and lightning, waves. I mean, it's, and this it said that this one was a furious one. So imagine if you're in this boat with Jesus and this squall comes up and this severe, these strong winds, this rain, it's just beaten uh, all over. It said it covered the boat. Now imagine that second boat that I just showed you, right? Uh you, We could easily feel fearful, We could easily feel challenged and scared when situations like this come up. And ask yourself, man, while you are just trying to get away and have some time with Jesus, has things just come up out of the blue in your life? Here, the disciples were just trying to get away to the other side with Jesus, just trying to spend some alone time. And out of the blue, here comes these storms right just completely disrupting their day their life just everything about it that's what happens in disciples lives all the time you know and they're in the boat with jesus they are physically right there with him so imagine how much more severe it is for us today as we make the decision to get into that same boat with Jesus. You know, I want to talk about that feeling of overwhelm uh, that can take place, you know, with life, especially during this time of the year, right? Because many of us uh, have lost jobs. Many of us have lost loved ones and we can feel like I have nothing to be thankful for this upcoming Thanksgiving, we can feel like this is definitely not a Merry Christmas. You know, there's nothing merry about this Christmas. And we can easily feel overwhelmed. But God is calling us to finish strong. God is calling us to not become overwhelmed, right? But it's easy to do. And over in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 8-9, the dead you know i love this passage because paul reminds us that no matter what's going on no matter what trials we're facing or what storms are coming our way god has allowed it to happen so that we might not rely on ourselves but that we might rely on god and this morning i want you to ask yourself what storms have come up in your life this year right uh what are some things that have made you feel overwhelmed um you know maybe it's bills maybe it's your health maybe it's family health i know uh for us you know man just with my mom's health and my wife's mom's health and my grandmother's health we spend a lot of time in prayer but sometimes it can be overwhelming and i know that's not just us you know maybe it's your kids Maybe you're trying to raise kids. Maybe you've lost loved ones. There's several things that could be going on in your life that could make us feel overwhelmed, especially when you're in that boat and you don't see how this boat is gonna make it through this storm, right? It seems like, oh man, those waves are just crashing in. But man, the Bible says here, that the brothers, uh, in Asia, it says they despaired even of life itself. And if you remember, this was the same, uh, this, this passage correlates identically to Matthew 27 when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, when he despaired of life. You know, he said, man, he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So even Jesus can relate to what we go through, right? You're not in this by yourself. That feeling of overwhelmingness, man, you're not in this by yourself. Remember who's in this boat with you. My second point is don't you care, right? Because when we're going through things, family, um, I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I can feel like I am the only one in this thing. I am the only one going through whatever the issue is. And I can sometimes find myself questioning God, asking Jesus, hey, don't you care? Don't you see what I'm going through? Can't you hurry up and get here and help me? Let's read in Mark chapter four verse 38. And again, this was the disciples as they were in the boat with Jesus, right? In Mark chapter four, verse 38, we'll pick up. It says, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, remember this. Remember in uh mark 4 and 35 through 37 it says that the water was uh was coming into the boat they were just feeling overwhelmed they were feeling like oh my gosh we are about to drown here and jesus meanwhile is over on a cushion taking a nap now imagine the noise and the fear and the water everywhere and you could probably be imagined. You could probably imagine how the disciples are feeling like, how can you sleep through this? Right. Don't you see what's going on? How can you stay calm, Jesus, when everything is falling apart? You know, I know there's been times in my life when I felt that way. It seemed like everything around me was just crumbling and I'm grabbing for straws. And I'm like, God, where are you in this storm? And I find, I found myself asking, don't you care? Just like these disciples who had experienced Jesus' love, had experienced Jesus' miracles and his healings and his teachings. They knew he cared. But man, when you're in those storms, when you're on that boat and it seems like it's sinking, hey, Uh, Man, it's it's almost every man for themselves. Right. You know, and a lot of times, you know, as we are going through these storms, it literally feels like we're going to drown. It literally feels like we're helpless, we're powerless. And most of the times we're just terrified. We don't know what to do. And our first response to God is, don't you care? You know, I've been trying to do right all this time, God, all this year. I've been praying. I've been reading my Bible. I've been sharing my faith. Why are all these storms crashing in on my life right now? How come I'm helpless? You know, I'm doing all these things, God. So why are all these problems coming my way? You know, where are you at, God? Maybe you feel like that this morning. Maybe you felt like that a month ago, six months ago. But God hasn't left us. God hasn't left you. He's still right there in that boat with you. And no matter what happens, Jesus has already promised us in Matthew 28 that he will never leave us nor forsake us. I believe that with all my heart. You know, I remember this one time, um, my kids were very small. My wife and I, we were living in Atlanta. We were on our way to Sunday church service, right? Getting ready to go praise and worship God. And uh, we were heading out and we were a couple of minutes behind. We were having an outdoor uh, worship service at Six Flags of all places, big fun place. And uh, we were headed to um, to church. And we were going down the road and I saw that, hey, you know what, if I turn left here, um, it would save us a little time opposed to me going the normal route. Now, I noticed if I turned left, I saw a roadblock down the street. So I'm like, hey, well, you know what, that shouldn't take too long. So I make this left turn. I go down and, you know, they're letting like every three cars go through and then the fourth car they stop. Well, just so happened, we were number four, and they stop us, and so uh, he asked for my license registration. I give him everything, and he says, hey, Mr. King, can you step out of the car? And I'm like, "Uh, for what? You know, I'm like, "Uh, sir, uh, I'm heading to church right now. I'm a minister. Uh, You know, hey, I'm just trying to get my family to church. He's like, hey, I need you to step out of the car. He was very nice, very polite, and uh, and my wife is pregnant at the time. And so, so her hormones are everywhere, right? And, uh, I just remember him saying, Hey, Mr. King, uh, your license, um, are suspended and, uh, unfortunately we're going to have to take you to jail. Whoa. You know, I had never been to jail in my life. Uh, we're on our way to church and I'm like, God, why is this happening to me? Where's this coming from? How can my license be suspended? Well, needless to say, I ended up, I had to go to jail. Um, my wife is in the car crying, hysterical, and, you know, spazzing out like, what's happening? And uh, come to find out that I was a victim of um, stolen identity. Uh, a young man had sold my identity. And back in the day, uh, you know, if you got stopped, you could literally just give the cops your social security number and they would pull it up by that well you know um after 9 11 a lot of things changed and so long story short i remember asking god god man here it is i'm trying to do everything you're asking me to do Uh, i'm on my way to meet visitors at church taking my family to church i'm doing all these right things where did this come from god where are you I'm thinking about what are people going to think, you know, when they see what is Tony doing in jail? Why wasn't he at church? All these things going through my mind and I'm sitting here thinking, God, get me out of this. Well, God didn't get me out of that. I ended up going to jail that day. But the thing that I learned is that God was still with me, even though I, I got in the back of that police car and I saw my wife, you know, crying and and uh, upset and confused with everything going on. God was still working through all of that situation, you know. Um, And so but I want to talk about now a guy in the Bible who could have easily felt like, hey, God, don't you care? You know, if you have your Bibles, turn over to Job chapter two. We're going to read verses one through six. It says in verse uh, in chapter two, verse one, on another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you enticed me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied, a man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones and he will surely cause and and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, then he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. This is a scary passage to read, right? Because the first thing that pops into my mind is would God recommend you? If Satan was looking for someone to ruin would your name, with your face pop up in God's mind that, hey, this person is upright. This person is blameless, right? This person fears God and shuns evil. Is that what God would say about you? Do you shun evil and maintain your integrity when you are going through the storms? Right. Because see, here we saw the disciples who were with Jesus as they were going into the storm. Man, they panicked. They gave way to fear. But God is expecting us to not be like that. Do you curse God when things don't go your way? Now, we may not verbally uh uh say the curse words but we think it. Or our actions and our behavior lets God know that, you know what? Mm, I'm in control of this now, God. Uh This storm that I'm going through, I'm going to navigate it. I don't need you to be the captain anymore. I'm going to steer my way clear through this storm. Is that how we live? Right? Because when I read this, this story in Job, and I encourage you to go back and, and read the book of Job and see how his life turned out. But think about this. As God is hanging out with the with the angels, here comes Satan out of nowhere to the point where God says, Satan, where have you come from? Right. You don't belong here. That's how these storms just pop up in our life. You know, where did you come from? You don't belong here. And what did Satan say? "Hmm, You know what? I've just been roaming back and forth through the earth, you know, just chilling. That's how storms in our lives are, right? They're They're just looking for opportune times, right, to pounce on us. But how do we respond when we're in those storms, right? It says, God says, have you considered my servant Job? Can you imagine how encouraging those words must have been to Job later on after he'd gone through the storm? Have you considered my servant and insert your name? Because you are so upright and blameless. You shun evil. Right. Is that how we're living? Now, you know, many of us, you know, uh we tried to live this way, right? As we made a decision to get into that boat with Jesus, right? Again, remember, hey, we wanted it to be that boat with the, with the, the, the pool in it and the palm trees, but that's not the boat that we ended up getting on. We got on that, that small boat with the cold water and the rough ways and, and it was going to be a bumpy and rough ride. That's the boat we're on, right? But man, are you maintaining your integrity through this rough ride? Are you shunning evil, right? Or are you taking shortcuts? You know, tax time is coming up. Are you putting down uh, incorrect information to try to get more money back? Christmas time is coming up, right? Right. Where's our integrity gonna be? Are we still going to give to God? Or are we gonna make sure that, hey, I get some of this stuff uh, on this Black Friday sale. I get some of this stuff that I've been wanting all year, right? Where's our heart when it comes to, to the tough times? But see, even when all this happened with Job, and even when all this happens with us, brothers and sisters and friends, when we're going through all these things and sometimes we can feel like uh, like Satan said, hey, you know what? Skin for skin. You know what? Strike their body and I guarantee they'll curse you. Make it really hard on them and I guarantee he'll curse you to your face. Let's look at God's response to that. You know, when we think God doesn't care, This is his response in Isaiah chapter 49 verses 14 through 16. Scripture reads in verse 14, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. And sometimes we absolutely feel like that. Verse 15, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands and your walls are ever before me. Brothers and sisters, God never forgets us, ever. When we are going through our storms, God doesn't forget us. He's right there with us. We are his children, according to the scripture. Scripture says God has engraved our names in his hand, in the palms of his hand. Like how valuable are we to him? No matter what we're going through, don't ever forget how much God loves you, how much he cares for you. Now, is that challenging? Absolutely. Is that scary? Absolutely. But see, it's not about the storm you're going through. It's about. Who's in the boat with you as you go through this storm? And that's Jesus. My last point as uh, I close out here, third and final point is completely calm. We're going to go back to Mark chapter four, verse 39 through 41, and we'll read here. It says, and this is Jesus here. It says, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You know, I can just imagine what that scene looked like. Jesus, they they shaking him. Jesus, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care if we drown? And Jesus is stretching. Oh, my goodness. What? Wait, quiet down, Waze. Be still. And then he looks at his disciples and he asks them, Why are you so afraid? Do you not know who's in the boat with you? See, brothers and sisters, I think Jesus has to ask us that very same question all the time. Why are we so afraid when storms come up in our lives? And like it said here, you know, is it because you still have no faith? Now, Jesus is asking His disciples, this question, who had at this point been with him over two years and they still had no faith. After they seen him heal many, do all these miracles, they had no faith. Today, why are you afraid? What's what's keeping you stuck where you are? Right. What's making it hard for you to finish strong? Whether it's a health issue, whether it's a financial issue, a job issue, a family issue. Is it because you have no faith? You know, if we're going to finish strong this year, even with all the storms that have come up, that are here currently and that will come up. Man, in our lives, we have to be men and women of faith. You know, here in verse 41, it says they were terrified, not just scared, they were terrified. And there are things that come up in our lives that just terrify us, right? But God is calling us to have faith. It says here, the disciples ask, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this? This is Jesus. This is the one who's in the boat with us that even makes the storms obey him. Right. So those storms that's coming up in your life, understand Jesus has authority to control them. To make them obey. This is who you got into the boat with, even though you looked at that boat and said, oh, my God, this is not what I signed up for. This thing looks like it's getting ready to fall apart. This looks scary from the beginning. Jesus says, why are you so scared? Why are you so afraid? Maybe you are afraid when it comes to going to work or going to school or going to the store and telling people about God. Jesus is asking you right now, why are you so afraid? Maybe you are afraid to invite your neighbor over to your house for dinner. And, and just talk to them about God. Maybe you're afraid to ask your coworkers to log into church service and hear about God. Jesus is asking, why are you so afraid? Maybe you have been wanting to embark on an endeavor, uh, all year long, but you've been challenged and you've been afraid to, to step out and do it. Jesus is asking, why are you afraid? Maybe there's this brother or this 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 sister that you have an interest in, but you've been afraid to pray about it or to hold a conversation with them because you think, oh, uh, they won't like me. Why are you afraid? Maybe you want to step up and do more for God. Maybe you want to lead a Bible talk. Maybe you want to do some great things for God. But you haven't done it all year. God is asking why are you afraid? Brothers and sisters, we don't have to be afraid. We can step out on faith because God said he will be with us always. He's wrote your name in the palm of his hand. He says, although a, a mother may leave her child, I'll never leave you. That's the God we serve. So whether you're going through uh whatever issues, Understand, it's not the issue. It's who you're going through the issue with. And that's Jesus Christ. So I pray this morning that uh, this message was helpful as we look at, you know, making a decision uh, of getting in the boat with Jesus, or if you've already made that decision, just know there's times when you will feel overwhelmed right? There's times when you may question, do he care? But in the end, just know that Jesus will completely calm those storms and those storms will come. But man, who better to be in a boat with than Jesus? Thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning. Uh, We're so grateful that you chose to spend this time with us and to God be the glory. Amen.